This is another episode of the Fanatsu Podcast. This one coming at you as part of the KOM Podcast Network. We are being helped today by KOM and by Vic Guininagi Studios. It's Masi Vic. Biba Vic. And so this is part of a series of collaborative podcasts between KOM and Independent Guahan that is focusing on the Nalatla Songs of Freedom Volume 5 concert. And so every July, Independent Guahan holds a Nalatla concert. Um, usually it's at Adaloop because of the pandemic. We've had the last two on KUAM and on Facebook. And so for this series, we're going to be talking to different poets and musical artists who performed in this year, the 2021 Nalatla Songs of Freedom uh, concert. And so I believe the two people here with me today are the, if there was a subway stamp card, for artists, for independent Guahan and the Nalatla concert series, then I think you would be all the way. You would need one more to yes. get the free subway. The free, I think so. the free foot long. Yes. That's the platter at this point. That's true. And, uh, and this, would be, uh, this would be a decolonized one. So it would have Lemai yes. inside. <laughs> and it would no have uh, Marlin. Mar- cool. <laughs> Gumson. They need to make a Gumson sub. That's true. Or knowing subway, it would probably be dog meat oh <laughs> but they would call it there would be no <laughs> dna of gumson yeah. actually yeah. in the gumson it would say octopus meat yeah in quotes octopus flavored meat yeah. <laughs> but i I'm already here. like where this is going <laughs> this is this is gonna be fun i am here with micro child buenas buenas ali ali half day shannon mcmanus and john glazer and so uh we are here to talk about their music we're here to talk about their ideas their future projects i it's always a it's always it's always a blessing when when you get to hear Microchild talking or singing or Aww. performing. I hope that's true. <laughs> at least at least for for Shannon because my voice isn't isn't as like soothe and sultry. You as should hers. you should get closer to the microphone. Oh yes. <laughs> See what I mean? There you go. No. No, that's not true. No, I I love one. I no malakteho. Again, again. He's the brains. I'm the brawn. Again, it's like a sniper. You're the, you're the bronzer. Yes. There you go. He's like that barbecue uh, sniper. You know, you're barbecuing and then says something and everyone just goes, oh, and, and drops, oh, no, that's, drops, drops the tongue. That's literally yeah, his again. role. Yeah. You need yeah. those kind of people in the movement. Again, absolutely. And so I wanted to, I'm glad that you're here. For those who aren't familiar with Microchild, tell us a little bit about your background. What motivates your, your, your art? Sure. So Microchild is the name of our group. Um, we named it Microchild after um, it was actually a, a book of poetry by my, my late uncle, Namio Sengava. And um, the book talked about um, just all kinds of perspective of a young Palawan boy growing up um, after the war. Um, he lived his life um, as a uh, educator. He worked for the Trust Territories and the CNMI, so he had a real pan Micronesian um, life. And I, yes. I kind of wanted to like, we wanted to find a way to express that kind of similar experience that we've had growing up, being a Chamorro Palau. Well, John's not Palau. I'm Palau. <laughs> 
I might as well be. At you this might point. as well be at this point. Well, He's been and, to and enough you funerals. Are a, you are a Palawan Palawan. Okay. I am a Palawan a Palawan. Palawan. Yes. A Palawan. Yes. Every time I tell Chamorros <laughs> that, they just crack up. So I'm like, okay, I might as well put this in our bio. But it was that kind of experience of um, being a Chamorro and being a Micronesian person that we wanted to like express that perspective in the same way that many of Chamorros and artists uh, like the late Frank Bokungo and. All of those people have kind of like used those influences in their music to create a really unique kind of storytelling that reflects us and reflects yeah. where we're from. So that's kind of how Microchild began two years ago. I don't know. Three, three well, years ago. Well, we're, been, we're married, so it's just yeah. like... And 2020 doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's the next stimulus round, right? Is you get a free year. There you go. <laughs> it's, uh, Congress is saying, Tadza Salape, there's no money, but you can have one year. There you go. You can set your, oh my you can set your age on Facebook back one year. I would, that, that'd be great. I can have my 30th all over again. <laughs> oh, wait. So Microchild has, you've been around just for two years, but you've been performing before that, though. So, yeah, we were performing before that kind of. Under, um, under different monikers, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, under the Shannon McManus duo. No, just kidding. No, but we we were kind of leaning yeah. towards like finding an avenue of expression where we could play our own originals. Yeah, things and, that came directly out of us because when we're performing, it's always like, you know, covers, covers things and, that people want to hear. Jazz. Yeah, and so we were kind of like, okay, now's the time. We want to play original music and, you know, we hope that there's a there's an audience for it and turned out there was and people kept encouraging us to put out an album. Um, Uncle Pat, our mentor, he was like, you guys got to record. You guys got to record. And we were like, okay, we don't know how to record. <laughs> and John took it upon himself to kind of just like learn the ropes and mm. a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. But that's what started it. And then we were like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to do this for real. And then we put out a record two years ago and we're working on another one. Hey, so, Biba. Yeah. Biba. <laughs> and so I, I love what you mentioned there in terms of sort of Micronesia, but sort of blending, right? Because that's yeah. one of the things, especially on Guam that we face, right? Is that, um, is Guam part of Micronesia? People on Guam use Micronesian to refer to other people. Mm. How can we overcome that division? How can we over overcome mm -hmm. that divide so that we can, you know, stop seeing ourselves on Guam and Chamorros as being better than others yeah. around yeah. us in the other islands? And so, um, even when you were describing sort of the intent of the group, you know, mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think music and art might be a great way to help overcome that. It's it's funny that you mentioned uh, the the Chamorro superiority conflict complex because earlier we were talking about the Guam Chamorro inferiority complex as opposed to the Anamayans. Just uh, it's it's not it's not always um, beneficial to be to be thinking either of those ways. Yeah. Yeah, and for us, it was it was the most decolonial way of thinking of our of our um of ourselves as chamorros as as identifying us as micronesians like to me it, it, to me the whole yeah. the whole process of of decolonization and and what we're experiencing what we're experiencing as a chamorro revitalization right of the culture and especially the language i've always felt that like looking to the rest of micronesia mm. has always been so vital to our mm. own um, growth and like just our yeah. just our strength as a people in our own yeah. identity and I and I felt that that was something that like was missing in the mm -hmm. in the larger uh, conversation like so yeah. naturally right yeah mm. yeah no I 
I, I think that's important. I mean, I'm I'm always reminded of the example of you know Rob Limchiaco. Yeah, Uncle Rob. You know, as somebody <laughs> who you know felt that Chamorros were missing a lot of things because mm-hmm. of our history, especially connection to culture, connection yeah. to the sea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he learned from those that he could hear, but then he also sought answers from those in other islands yeah. too. Yes. And his wife is from Pulawat, mm-hmm. and and they. I hear. Speak. I hear she's the chief's daughter. <laughs> no, that you know, no, she is. Oh, she is. That's her. Oh, her, I didn't know that. Her, oh my goodness. <laughs> one of his parties told me that. But I love it because it I, it reminded me a lot of my parents. Like my dad speaks Palawan and my mom speaks a little bit of Tamoro. And and growing up, like in the seventies, there was they had a lot of Palawan friends who also spoke Tamoro. And I have even like some aunties that I found out yeah. later on were not Tamoro at all. They're Palawan. <laughs> I thought I was related to them because they spoke like perfect Tamoro. And it was one of those things where like sharing. Sharing in each other's cultures wasn't as uncommon as you would think. And totally, I, yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 cool that you bring that up because when you think about it, one thing that Guam is kind of sucky about, right, is languages. But you look at other islands just like you look at other places in the world, you know. Some people in the EU will speak four or five languages because yeah. it's those yeah. who are around yeah. them. It's mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. across Micronesia. Yeah. yeah. It used to be common to speak you know, three or four languages Mm-mm. because of whoever was around you. It wasn't that you had to only speak one language. Yeah. So hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, in this next album, kind of like, you know, get my Palawan, uh, <laughs> Palawan songs in there. I'm like working on the accent with my cousins. It's a little, it's a little Ataranga Bark, which they like to tease me. <laughs> it's like, you're literally from, the dock <laughs> you're not quite on land but you're right at the dock which oh, is not a bad place to be oh. yeah you're not necessarily in the yeah. water but you're well, at least you've made it that far inland yeah 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 <laughs> Sinanya or something. Yeah. sorry <laughs> something like that palauans will get this part of the podcast oh are can uh can palauans be as judgmental as tomorrow's can be about pronunciation or Oh yeah, maybe oh, more okay. so. Oh, yeah, no, no they're <laughs> no, even. Probably, yeah, they go even, pound yeah. for pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Judgy. Okay. We all need to be a little less judgmental. Or more. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it depends on who you're judgmental more or less. about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> Actually, there's certainly a lot of people out there that need more judgment against them. Bob Pitsky, <laughs> yeah. Bob Pitsky. But um, we won't name names. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Some people, they really need to, Dave Davis, be told, you know, <laughs> sort of be, be a little bit more critical about their, their, their rhetoric, their perspective, but, but definitely not those who are trying to learn their native language. Yeah. <clears throat> Paul yeah. Zerson. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds wonderful. Okay, so let's, I want to, so as part of the Nalatla concert, I know that we, we featured a few of your videos, and so I wanted to give people a listen to the song Talan Kulebla. Yay. And so let's uh, let's let's check it out and then um, we'll come back and we'll we'll discuss it.
My kids really like that song. Actually, they like they really like all of the Chamorro parts in all of the songs. So Aww. it's kind of like so literally <laughs> like if we're we're in the living room and sort of Koguenaiza, you know, uh, lover dream, you know, yeah, lover dream. If that <laughs> so if that one's playing, or if Talan Kolebla starts playing, so you know the song will start and like you know we'll each be on a different. I'll be on my laptop working. Sumahi oh will be drawing. Sumahi will be drawing on her lap. Oh. On her tablet, oh, Ekli is playing the playing the switch, and then um, 
And then usually Desiree is writing in her notebook. And then once the Chamorro part comes on, we all start singing along to it. We all start singing along to it. Oh my god! And then once it's done, then we all go back. To oh my god! Well, that's a oh my. Okay, we need to like. That's why we're trying to write a fully Chamorro song. No, no, song. We, we just sprinkled the Chamorro in like that to make it more uh, more worth it. <laughs> there you go. You gotta earn it. No. <laughs> I think no. I no, for the no, younger that, that generation. Joke, for the younger generation, yeah. you have to bring them in. You well, know, for, little, oh, yeah, for little, us, yeah, right? Our ch- it started out as like kind of a feeble attempt at like trying to write something in Chamorro like while having yeah. kind of a very elementary understanding of the language. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I don't want to wait until I'm like, you know, level 10 to yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. express myself in this language that I try, you know, Katadia like as much as I can to, yeah. to, to use in my everyday life. There's totally like something in you that resonates when you use the language. It's like, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. Just, it was important for us. Yeah, to, it feels good to sing along yeah. too. <laughs> like, you know, there's always that part. Even if you're not tomorrow, right, Vic? I mean, like, down in It's like, there's that bone in all of us as Micronesians that recognize, like, I know that sound. That's the sound of my ancestors. Like, turn it up. Yes. Yeah. And so for this song, Salan Kulabla, is there, when you say snake, Kulabla, are there deeper meanings? Are there biblical meanings? Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about the military? I you mean, can, you can share. It's just the three of us. One could surmise. Yeah, no, definitely. We're definitely yeah. talking about uh, colonization as the snake, and like, yes, um, snake wrote in um, in my mind when I was writing that song. I was thinking of my my nana who had grown up in Hagatnya, you know, before the war, and um, kind of how that path has changed over the course of her lifetime and even ours, like the physical layout of the land and development in general, but how there's a base right there on the hill and how that totally changed the lives of Chamorros from Hagatnya. They never went back to their land. Their land was completely yeah. flattened by the, the bombing, right? Mm-hmm. Of, uh, from the military, not the, or from the Americans, not the Japanese, but, um, and so just thinking of that winding road that we've, traversed as a people and how it's been very much informed by colonization and then the introduction of the the snake and mm-hmm. how it completely changed the ecology of our yeah. of our home with the birds and just that always changing and evolving yeah. not necessarily in a in a positive light but how that there's a struggle between those changes and the changes we're trying to make for our future generations to bring us to a place of of wholeness, right? Which is home. Yeah. And also at the time I was that's, living that's in Tuhan. Yeah. <laughs> that would that was literally our, our road. Our home. route every yeah. day. So, Back when I was a central yeah. person, the but, southern girl no, was the, like it definitely has that, two It has that glimmer of hope. It's not necessarily positive, but we are it is taking us home, so it's almost like yeah. subverting the the typical oh, yeah, yeah, we kind of mm. wanted to subvert the the narrative around the snake, and yeah. I mean, I don't like snakes at all. <laughs> but let me let me say for not the record, not when they're coming out of toilets or oh my gosh, no, Kalepla is like definitely my least favorite word. I was trying to make it sound beautiful, just because you know it's like if we're think, gonna have to live with them, off. you know, you might as well make it feel a little like tolerable. I don't know. You don't have to edit a bunch of this. Sorry. <laughs> This is this is good. No, this this is good. I think uh, I, you you brought out so much in your explanation of the song, and I think um, 
I think it's important that we be we be real, especially as tomorrows, you know, yeah. um, for people who who kind of want us to have some perfect past yeah. or some perfect present or some perfect future. Yeah. You know, you're going to be waiting for a long time, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And so but what we have, though, is we have this history that's complicated at times. Mm. It's tragic at times. But it's heroic, right? Yeah. I like the 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 winding road. Yeah, you know, it's that's that's perfect. I mean, I like Salen Kulebla better than the long and winding road by the Beatles. Though. Oh, that's a good one, though. <laughs> it's a good. Hugan zahu adzuna I like that song too. But wait, is that the right song? Yeah, the long and winding road. Yeah, dun, dun. Oh. I was definitely inspired by the Beatles too in that song, but but. But okay. um, I just like the beginning of that song. <laughs> yeah, the rest gets a little. <laughs> I, guess it's kinda like, oh. I know, like come it's on, like, Paul. Yeah, go on. That's all right. Move on. <laughs> She's moved on, Paul. What are you? What are you, Casey Leon Guerrero, hanging out oh, in front of somebody's no! door? Oh, <laughs> we love Casey. Oh, I know, but but he's got a lot of songs where he's hanging out in front of women's doors, waiting mm. for them. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we. I I like to tell John that that's like kind of our fault or whatever because the. We fell for the Spanish, or, yeah. and no, John's yeah, that was, like, that was my theory, but that's, he, yeah, that's not like, we that's not really it. appropriate. We're for always this expecting you guys to leave. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> I just like the clothes from Spanish era Guam. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like such a romantic. My grandma, you know, she was such a very much like Duras woman who like always had her like pearls or her gold and her red lipstick and her mestiza with the big puffy shoulders and like i don't know i feel like when we're writing or when i'm writing a song there are like all these elements that i'm drawing from like as far as our history and mm-hmm. like our, our present and whatever i feel but yeah spanish era clothes were really good it's good i think that <laughs> i think that what we should do is that we is should like wakanda them Sort of take like the mestiza, but the the big shoulder pads, and turn them like into laser guns or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like a cannon, like you know, your nana's out. Like Somebody's trying to bother her. Yeah, like, exactly. Kind of like Gundam mestiza. <laughs> exactly. And, like, things shoot out from like the gold exactly. seal. Yeah, the, like, shape the, it, seal, the shape of it. The shape of it is kind of like, asking for it. Yeah. It Somebody is, start yeah. the Kickstarter right now. I know. Mestiza Gundam Costco. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but we'll just write songs. We'll write the we'll write the soundtrack for it. There you go. It'll be very. That'll be fun. But I I love that though. We shouldn't uh you know we shouldn't limit ourselves to just the things that are quote unquote pure in our past. You know. Anyways, I'm always in that mindset where you shouldn't you you got to take sort of the lessons from your ancestors, okay, yeah. and they may be yeah. from. 500 years ago they may be from 100 years ago they may be from 50 years ago mm-hmm. so yeah I, you know i think our our grandparents have a lot yeah. to offer mm. uh, in that regard yeah those conversations i had with my grandma is what specifically inspired the the verses of that song and mm. like when she would talk about how she was 18 18 years old and like walking through her village and not being able to recognize it and then me as a as a young person yeah experiencing that exact feeling of of walking through like my own island and not being able to recognize it and just that whole like feeling of like man history repeats itself sometimes yeah. in like the, the the worst ways and like that feeling of entrapment that like we're bound to repeat the same things over and over again and like and like in a way like that song was me resisting that that feeling and being like there has to be some element of hope, like, and yeah. we can't just talk about entrapment as a culture. Yeah, and 
it's not all you're defeat. just it's not all defeat yeah and then you end yeah. up just spinning your wheels you know a yeah. lot which is what i tend to do <laughs> what, what's Well, eat the spam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just the yeah. spam. No, we. It's okay. I know. The spam is just. It's just a transition, and eventually, what I what I want one day Beyond is me. that <laughs> is that or so you we we have cans that look like spam and it can have the same font, but there's breadfruit inside inside. Right. And you get teriyaki lemai. Yeah. You get sort of liberation lemai. Right. Yeah. So all of the, you get pika, pika lemai. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you get all the different types of, you know, you got spam. You got basically every type of spam, you know. Garlic. Yeah, garlic spam. You could probably, yeah, anything. You could probably have moldy spam too. <laughs> Open it up and act like the spam you it's left on the fermented. counter. <laughs> yeah, the, the spam where you're not sure if you should eat it or not. But they're gonna go the green it. eggs and spam. Yeah, spam where you watch somebody else eat it first after you oh, ate it. Man, I've ever. You keep bringing up lemai and like, yeah. no joke. We actually just. I, I I was uh, I wasn't gonna say, but but yeah. we have to admit it. Yeah, we totally let a lemai just go bad on our counter. Yeah, <laughs> and we had to feed I it to the balaku in the in the jungle. Yeah. and he had a feast day. Yeah, well, I have I have to report you to the Micronesian ancestral <laughs> police. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. I'm not even gonna say which no. auntie it was from. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> no, the, the canned lemai, you gotta you gotta make it super mungy. That sounds like a hard sell. No offense. I mean, I mean, just a lot of like, just like music, no, right? You I gotta sell Levi, it. You gotta sell like, it, John. Yeah. You gotta make it sound good. You gotta make these kids be like. You gotta trick them into loving their own language. <laughs> That's what it did yeah. for me. Like, I I love the whole like romantic chamarita like this mm. energy and like Flora Baza. Like, she did that for me more than any any other <laughs> artist because she's just kind of like the quintessential Duddus personified like <laughs> artist that's what won me over i was like oh my gosh like i want to be <laughs> <laughs> that's a good chance you know? let's, yeah let's let's talk about the future of tomorrow music or music in the region oh man yeah okay because um you know when we think about uh yeah the generation of flora baza kwan of patrick palomo mm -hmm. right it was a yeah. lot of musicians who were making tomorrow music singing in tomorrow recording in tomorrow but then now we see there is far less as younger people, of course, can't yeah. speak the language yeah. and are also very mamalo about putting themselves out there, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because they don't want to get teased if they say something wrong. And so what thoughts do you have on sort of what's next for Chamorro music? I, it's exciting and it's also really scary, right? Because there's, I'm glad you mentioned the, the mamalo-ness or the, mm -hmm. the timidity that kind of, I feel is like a hallmark of like uh, how we're going about with the with with making tomorrow music for the future. Like I feel like that is something that kind of also stunts my growth as an artist because I I do feel that like I'm not doing things as as in like yeah. as deep or as profound a way yeah. that like our tomorrow elders were doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's easy to feel that. It's way, it's yeah. an e it's easy to feel like you know those things are kind of like disqualify you from from the from the game or something. But I don't know. I I also I also do feel like um, the more that we just continue to to make whatever we're doing, you just keep adding to this larger canon of tomorrow yeah. music in general. 
and we'll get to a place where we can really hone in on what it is we're trying to say from our specific perspective. But yeah, it's just the, just do it. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid. I have to tell myself that all the time Mm -hmm. because I'm scared all the time. (laughs) I'm scared right now. I'm like, oh God. (laughs) I know. No, thank you for, thank you for, no, those words. That's an important reminder for anybody who's listening who has an interest in making Chihuahua music. I mean, mm. you gotta you gotta know the stories of those who came before, and yeah. you have people like Johnny Sablon, you know, the mm. Tatfrist brothers, others who yeah. chose to record in Chamorro, even yeah. though it and they were been... doing stuff that was like very like rock and roll, like oh, very yeah. like of yeah. of the moment, mm-hmm. like and any movement like you any movement that's that's trying to revitalize a culture or a language like you have to respond to that and so like mm-hmm. a lot of the times it is because we're responding to this resurgence of young people wanting to learn their language and then i also get inspired by like um young palauans like whenever i'm home like man the stuff like some of those artists are putting out i mean like they're like between like kendall and like there's this other female artist i forget but like she does a lot of like roots reggae stuff but like she kind of has like a Acela Sue, like Estelle, like her voice is very eclectic and like she's just like writing music about like really interesting things like and they all have to do with like present day Palauan issues like and life and like I think that's something that we're also drawing from is that you don't always have to talk about things in terms of like what happened. Yes. You can you can also just approach like like any artist, like you, you should have as much freedom as an artist to talk about whatever you want, even though you're speaking in a language that is rooted in your ancestry, right? I, I think it's my understanding that the Chamorro language itself actually has a very kind of loose um, um, past, present, future tense kind of like mm-hmm. thing going on, right? So it's like we, we should kind of approach it that way too. It's just like not always reflecting or even considering what's, what's going to happen. No, I like yeah. that. That's why. That's why I always feel that it's it's great that we have the the chanting that people do now mm-hmm. to connect to our ancient past. But they should make chants that talk about what's happened today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the. Oh, oh my goodness, that was like at Festpack. Mm-hmm. I was asking one of my my sister's good friends what one of the chants they were doing uh, was about, and it was the Yappies group. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, yeah, yeah, it was the one of the Yappies group. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vic, but. They, uh, they were talking about a chant that they wrote about their class, hmm? like their actual graduating class. Oh, really? Yeah. And it cool. was like a complete one of one of the chants that they did. It was like a modern song about something that happened. And I was yeah. like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. freaking revolutionary. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, and that's what I mean by like, like learning from perspectives around you to help inform like your own mm-hmm. um just your own place in the world because like we come from such unique people and our storytelling is so yeah. diverse it's like it's really really interesting mm-hmm. oh no definitely i think and i think this is a great chance for you to talk about what you're working on next or what your future projects are so speaking of future <laughs> projects we um have just written a single uh gifino tomorrow 
um, with the Guam bus, which you might be familiar with. I, I know something about that. I've heard, I've heard yeah. about that Guam bus. Yeah, so yeah. they are a, I'm not going to say this. You have to tell them. Oh, so okay. for those, if you're not familiar, the Guam bus, it's a creative uh, collective with my brother and me. And then uh, my kids oftentimes and my girlfriend get dragged into it too. <laughs> and so, but we publish tomorrow children's books, comics, mm-hmm. and flashcards. Yes. And so you guys asked us to write a song. Oh, yeah. And so for a grant uh, that we got from the Guam Council and the Arts and Humanities mm-hmm. Agency, to cr- we are, we're, pushed, we're publishing a bilingual children's book called Antadza Electricidad, which means when there's no electricity. And it's a story about how, you know, two kids who are not based off of my two children, not at all, <laughs> who after a typhoon when there's no electricity and there's no internet, they feel like there's no point in going on living. (laughs) Yeah, And so not based on real events at all or real people at all. And so I asked Microchild if they could just write a song inspired by that. Yeah. And we were so excited because I was like, what, a typhoon song? Dude, yes. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, how many typhoons have we survived? Like, I I, I felt like that was like um, a really cool opportunity to like uh, kind of, but then from like a, a, the perspective of this next generation, like your kids' generation, and like how, how they would feel going through their first yeah. typhoon and how scary that is and like mm-hmm. how that kind of, um, yeah, like it, it can make you feel really unsettled about who you are and your place yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like typhoons are those things that just are people, you know, yes, we're resilient, but like every time it happens, it, it really shakes, shakes you yes. up as a community, yeah. right? So we wanted to write a song that kind of talked about like, what do you have left when they're, when everything is taken yeah. away from you? And it's each other, of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful, bonito. Yeah, panta. so I, we're excited to release that. When are we releasing that? That's yeah, probably sometime next month. Or Yay. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, the song is finished. It's like ready to go. Yeah. But no, it's, exciting. it's, it's, it's so exciting. And one of the things that's really nice about Microchild and your music is that, it's beautiful, but it always has some type of conscious component to it, right? Mm. So that's why Talan Kulebla could just be a song, you know, about somebody trying to figure out their path in life. But yeah. it also, it draws on your, your Nana's experiences. Yeah. It yeah. sort of comments on mm. the island yeah. and our status today. And so I always appreciate that, that you, mm. you balance really well sort of having... A political dimension, but also mm. the the artistry, the yeah. creativity, and yeah. the beauty is there. That's always yeah. the goal. That's always the goal is for people to like really important yeah. to think about like these things, you know, in terms of, and, and art. We always want to use art as a way to to move us forward as a people, yeah. and for us to really think about the things that are happening, and not just you know. If we weren't if we weren't in writing about that, we we're just wasting our art. You know, it's just what what is art without without that perspective? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and do you have any final messages for our listeners on today's podcast? Um, any final, any plugs? Do you want to plug? Oh yes, make sure to check out the Guam bus. No, no not <laughs> for microchip. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, also check yeah. out the Guam bus. You, you guys are putting out, out wonderful material. <laughs> As a former educator, shout I'm out to, to Auntie like, Tita. She makes the bombest ahu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, that's Auntie Annie from Aganya Heights. Uh, no, it's just I'm making. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay, but Auntie Annie from Aganya Heights <laughs> does make the best ahu. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Nice. She puts it in post-it. 
Yeah. Can you imagine oh. pasta, but like it works with really well, inside, but not like a soup. It's like sticky and the texture is like it holds. It's the best thing ever. Wow. Where is this? Aganya Heights. But she. Tatuhan. Oh, Tatuhan. <laughs> <laughs> Dispensa. Sorry. Tata Tatuhan. Well, a lot of people don't actually know it's called, it's called Tatuhan, so it's might as well. Yeah. That's our plug. Yeah. <laughs> be, 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 be. Can, they, can they find Microchild on Spotify? Oh, on yeah. Social yeah. Media? You can, oh, find, yes, that's you the can plug. find our okay. music on all platforms. We're on Apple Music as well. Um, YouTube you can, is where you can check out some of our media um, and the shows that we've done. Um, yeah. Mm. Bandcamp, that's where you can Bandcamp. buy the songs. Bandcamp yes. is where you can that's, support us as artists. You should mention. If you want to give us some yeah. money to do our next project. <laughs> <laughs> our PayPal oh. is just kidding. <laughs> you, can, you can throw out your email address. We are microchild at gmail.com. There you go. If people on Guam have Venmo. Yeah, cash Venmo. app. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a wonderful conversation with the two of yes. you. and. Thank you so much again for always being down to perform for mm-hmm. Independent Guahan at always, the Laotla concert. Yeah. Just one more. If you participate next year. We're going to redeem that, then, that card. Yeah. You get that subway. Yeah, there <laughs> the you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so for all of you listening, podcast. this is a collaboration with Fanatsu, Independent Guahan, and KOAM. This is part of the KOAM Podcast Network. Si Dios más, adiós, este aquí me han alijetado.